Hello. Um, yeah, I'm back. You know, welcome back to the Mind Your Fitness podcast. Again, with me, your host, Tom Fowler. Third series. Wow. Um, yeah, thank you for coming back for the third series. And if you're new to the to the show, welcome. Uh, yeah, so it's grown arms and legs since the, the first two series. And I am so excited to share all of the knowledge bombs that I have for you. It's yeah, it's going to be insane. I'm going to be talking to to more guests on on this series, and I can't wait to share their journey with you all. You know, to help you become a you know a stronger and more resilient person. Please don't forget to subscribe, review, and share the show wherever you may listen to it. Throw it on your Instagram and you know tag me in it. And um, so yeah. I'm, Buzzing to get them started. So, you know, with that in mind, let's get cracking on with today's show. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another show today. And I'm joined with an absolute legend. I found her on Instagram, and <laughs> her story has really, really inspired me and made me want to reach out to her pretty much straight away. I did have to ask for the pronunciation of her name. So, ladies and gentlemen, I welcome Vary to the podcast. Vary, how Hello. are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, not too bad. A little bit nervous, <laughs> but okay. No, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. So, Vary, I want to jump straight into things. Um, one question I want to do, and it's something I'm playing around with at the moment. What's been the highlight of your week? so far oh oh that's really stumped me in my chats what's a highlight of my week um oh um what was this week monday it was my two-year remission Woo! <laughs> i can't believe i nearly forgot that yeah so i've been in remission for two years <laughs> so that's my highlight that's definitely a highlight. <laughs> I just forgot it completely. <laughs> and to be fair, that really leads like really well into one of my first questions. So you are a stage four cancer survivor. Yeah, I am. Yeah. So yeah, tell, tell us about that. <laughs> um, so I'm um, two years, so November 2018 now. Um, I got diagnosed with a blood cancer um which was non-hodgkin's lymphoma um and yeah it took a while to get a diagnosis but yeah when i did finally get a diagnosis i was stage four wow <laughs> so you've been you've been told the news you and you're a mother as well mm -hmm. yeah i've got a daughter so you've been told you've got stage four cancer where, where does the head go at that point? Do you know what? I feel like this is just something that people are like. It, just, uh, it was sort of relief, which sounds crazy, I know, but it took me nine months, six to nine months to get a diagnosis. I went to the doctors twice. I ended up in hospital four times. I got sepsis while I was in hospital. So I was there for two weeks. They then did a biopsy and then they told me that it was either um, 
secondary TB, um, tuberculosis, yeah. or it was cancer. Um, and at that point, they said there was probably pretty much not a chance that I'd survive because of how fast it had spread. Um, and then it was a further three weeks until I got my diagnosis. Um, so yeah, I felt like it was a relief because by the time when I was in hospital, the very last time they said it was my appendix bursting and then they were like, no, it's not that. And they were just like, I just started thinking in my head that I had made this whole thing up, like yeah. that I wasn't actually ill. Like I'd convinced myself being ill because I just felt like no one was listening to me. And I did say to my mom, I was like, mom, what about if I've actually made this up in my head? Like I'm mentally ill and like, I'm thinking I'm ill, but I'm not. And she was like, Barry, don't be silly. So yeah, it was, it was sort of a relief. I don't know why. Um, I mean, obviously like, my family and my partner at the time were like completely devastated, but I think, yeah, it was just a very surreal thing. Like we went out, we left the hospital and then we sat in Costa afterwards, like eating cake. And I was just like, this is so weird. Like my mum's like, we were trying to like be upbeat. And it's just like one of those moments that like, yeah. I don't think you forget. <laughs> Can you remember what you had from Costa that day? No, <laughs> I can't. I'm guessing it was probably some kind of coffee. I'm guessing a latte, probably. But um, yeah. Uh, so the only reason I ask that question, it probably sounds like a really stupid <laughs> question to ask now, because the comparison I'm going to make is nowhere near the same. But when we found out we um, were expecting our first child, me and my partner, we kind of didn't know what to do. So we, <laughs> we went to the shop and just went for a walk and bought some pop and I bought a dandelion and burdock. <laughs> like, I just, that's the one thing from that day I can just really remember. Yeah, I think it's those like life-changing moments that you just like do normal stuff when maybe you shouldn't. Like, I remember when I found out I was 21 and like I'd only been um, with my child's dad at the time and we went for a dog walk yeah. and just like talked about it and it was just like, always remember it because it's that, like, weird surreal moment isn't it yeah. you're like are we, are we gonna do this <laughs> like <laughs> we actually yeah. becoming parents <laughs> yeah but, so we were quite young as well so i was oh I know my daughter's now seven i'm 30 yes yeah, so i was 23 and my partner was 21 22 so yeah like, yeah so quite, similar quite young as well but what a blessing though yeah isn't yeah it? yeah my daughter's nearly eight this year how, how sassy, sassy is she? Really sassy. I'm like, I've got pre-teens. Yeah. Same. Like the back chat is unreal. Yeah. Like, where are they learning? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's like, I've given her all this independence and it's just massively backfired to now <laughs> where I've got like some mini me like chirping off all the time. Yeah. It's mental. Mm. Kids, eh? <laughs> So, so we've had the diagnosis, we've gone out for Costa. <laughs> what, what were the next sort of six to 12 months like? Because, you know, I, I've never been in that situation and, you know, I don't know if it's quite ignorant of me or not. I, I genuinely don't know the next sort of steps from there. So what, what do they kind of look like and what was your mindset through all of it? Um, 
So I think when people automatically think when you get diagnosed with cancer, it's all really quick and like everything happens. Um, in most cases, it's not. Um, I know with breast cancer, there's like a waiting list for chemo because they're like that busy. Um, but with mine, I got my diagnosis. I went home at that point when you get your diagnosis, I only knew that it was lymphoma. I didn't know the type or anything like that. It's just, you get your diagnosis. You don't know what stage you're at. Um, when you first get it, you just know that you've got cancer and they think that it's roughly this one. They're like, we think it's lymphoma, but I do know at times where people have gone and then they've changed it because they found out later it's not that one. Um, so I knew it was lymphoma and then I went back um, to my oncologist. Um, well, I met my oncologist for the first time and he was like, it's come back as non-Hodgkin's. Hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I went home and I sort of waited around for two weeks. Um, bearing in mind at this point, I was really ill. Like um, with cancer, you don't just wake up really ill. It doesn't, it's not like that. It's a very slow well, it, mine was fast, but it seems like a slow progressive thing. You don't just wake yeah. up one day and think, oh my God, I'm dying. It's like, you start feeling tired, you know, those sort of things. Yeah. Um, so at this point I could barely move from my bed and I'm kind of sat there and I text my, like, cause they give you like numbers and things. And I text and I was like, hi, I've got my diagnosis two weeks ago, but I don't really know what's happening. And she was like, have you been for a PET scan? Um, so a PET scan is like a full body scan but it's different to like a ct scan because it shows like i don't like literally your whole body um and this is where they determined like what stage you're at um and so they sent me for a pet scan and no joke within a day i got called in and they were like you need to pack your bags and i was like what and so they sat me down and i was in hospital and they were like so we're going to do this type of chemo um yeah so you need to be prepared to stay in a week and then you can go home and come back two weeks later um, and have it as an outpatient if you have no complications and that and I was like okay and then the day after my oncologist came back and he was like I've spoken to somebody else and your condition is a lot worse than I thought um he was like your um, cancer has worked its way up your spinal cord and into the membrane of your brain. So not only is it in every part of your body possible, um, yeah, it's pretty much, there's nowhere else for it to go. Um, and then at this point they said, I'm surprised that you haven't ended up in ICU because my whole body was just tumors basically. Uh, Yeah. Um, I should probably add, though, with blood cancer, the way it works is it gets spread around your bloods. So it's not like a hard tumour. I know people probably don't know who the ins and outs of cancer, but um, yeah, I mean, I was really lucky that I had the type of cancer I had because if I had had a breast cancer, there wouldn't have been anything they could do for me. Yeah. Um, And I was also lucky with... um, the type of chemo they offered as well because they were going to do the standard one and then they changed it um but they the only difficult thing is yes it's saved my life um but i spent 21 days in hospital five days out for four months four yeah. and a half months so 
obviously like getting taken away from your daughter and your family and spending that long in hospital yeah yeah it's not nice but wow. it's worth it <laughs> i was gonna say and i kind of want to just touch on something you said there you said oh i'm lucky it was the type of cancer that you had mm-hmm. how many people would actually turn around and and genuinely say those words like i was lucky i got that cancer I think that's that's really, really powerful. Mm. And the fact that you're here today for for one is amazing. And, and you can talk about it so openly and and freely. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in awe. So (laughs) Um, I'm kind of sort of stuck for words. (laughs) I don't know. I just think like, I don't really know how to explain it. I'm just really grateful that I'm still here because, um, so my daughter's dad, um, brother died of bone cancer at the age of 26. So the same age that I got cancer. And I just think like, yeah, like if it wasn't for research and it wasn't for people donating and doing all these charity runs and things like that, that go to cancer research, like I would 10 years ago, I wouldn't have been here. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I do so much. Um, I help a, a lot with cancer research. I help, help their race for lives. I, I've done a few um, like voiceovers for them and I try and get on podcasts and I do try and spread as much awareness as I can because it's just so important. Like I do think one day like that we will beat this. Obviously yeah. it will take time and money. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just think I hate sometimes I hate the fact that it happened to me because it has changed my life forever but sometimes well not sometimes I am grateful that it happened to me because it made me realize so so much um that pre-cancer I was just I was just different like I don't know it took me to lose everything all my hair and all my looks to find out like what I'm really about yeah, I, I was um, I was going to ask that question, and I am quite a firm believer of everything happens for a reason. You know, whether that be good or or you know, good or bad. However, you perceive good and bad. But, but yeah, I am a genuine believer of everything does happen for a reason, mm-hmm. and the fact that you you've had the cancer and whether or not you like it or not, it has changed you and it has now changed your whole perspective of life yeah so were you destined to have that cancer to beat it to now go on and do like the amazing things that you're doing yeah i don't you never know do you (laughs) it's one of those things um yeah i suppose you don't ever really know i think I think I'm a strong person and I do, I do think it is a lot to do with mindset. Um, not saying I beat it because like, you know, my mindset, that's not true. The medicine, the medicine beats it. But I do think I understand like, um, when it does come back, you know, each time it takes a little bit of you, like it does destroy you. Um, so I think in the end, you just think, I think there was times, you know, I think about it now, if, if I got it again, would I be as strong? Probably not. 
Mm-hmm. I don't think I would be because it does. It's like the one big fear that you go around your whole life with yeah. afterwards. But yeah, I don't know. It's just a, it's just one of those things. It's life. It's happened. And the only thing that I am annoyed about is obviously that it took me so long to get diagnosed, but yeah. that's why I try and, you know, raise as much awareness as I can. Yeah. Um, because yeah, because <laughs> I think um, if if somebody had maybe mentioned it to me like a few weeks, a month, two months in, do you know what I mean? I could have been yeah, like, oh, yeah. I mentioned that to the doctor yeah, or yeah. something. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things. <laughs> so if we kind of fast forward a little bit now and mm-hmm. we look for 2020 and the start <laughs> of 2021. So again forgive me if i am incorrect but you would have been put on a high risk category mm-hmm. because of covid yeah how how has that made a difference in your sort of life and lifestyle now especially from beating cancer mm. and you've now got this you know this new outlook on life you are this new stronger individual and now with covid kind of life's on pause yeah so how, how has that really affected you and and your your mental state yeah I mean it hasn't it hasn't been great um I don't think I don't think it's been great for anyone though <laughs> um but I know when it first happened like I heard about it I think before everyone else because I work in travel insurance so right, okay. um they were we were getting calls you know about corona like oh i'm stuck in this place i can't come back blah blah, blah. and i was thinking i remember everyone going around like it's not gonna come over here like there's just yeah. no way <laughs> like it's all over you know that side of the world and um and then i started watching the news and then obviously i live down south so we yeah. there were like no cases for quite a while and then all of a sudden there was like one or two and then when we went into lockdown i got the message that i'd had to shield Mm-hmm. um and i'm not gonna lie to you it's just horrible because it it's so similar to having cancer like you can't the way they first described it as well was like you can't open a window you can't go for walks like you have yeah. to answer that like you have to, can't see anyone i'm thinking i've done that for like four months like yeah. i've done my bit i don't want to yeah. do it again now <laughs> like um but i've got to be really honest and say i only shielded for six weeks and then i i did I, I went out um, yeah. and I have, I have done ever since. Um, I just think you can't live your life in fear. Um, I'm not saying like everyone should go and break the rules because I'm definitely not all about that. But I think like you've got to think about your mental being and weighing up the risks of going for a walk and things like that. Like yeah. as long as you're safe, like I'm not, do- I wasn't doing anything that nobody else was doing. Like I, ha- I don't see many people. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things. Like, got made redundant um, in October. I got made redundant, and so obviously I'm shielding. No way. So, yeah, I got made redundant in October. When when you said that you work um, within travel insurance, my mind kind of just went. Well, to be fair, it's just going to be guaranteed work because every man in his dog's going to be on the phone. Yeah, well, I think, like, obviously, because people aren't travelling, nobody's claiming. So it's, like, 
they I can't remember they like reduce their staff by a lot because with obviously in call centers when this all picks up they'll just re-employ yeah. they do you know what I mean um so I got made redundant um and then I was just like I don't know I was just like oh my god like nobody how am I supposed to work when I'm supposed to be shielding yeah. um so I've tried to survive off the money I have but it got to December I think after Christmas and I was like I know the government are saying I'm supposed to be careful, but at the end of the day, they're not helping me. They're not paying yeah. me to stay at home. So I'm actually working in a hospital. <laughs> yeah. So but, to be fair, it's one of the safest places to be. Yeah. So I'm working now I'm actually helping. I work on clinical trials. So um, oh, wow. we're doing the clinical trials on COVID at the moment. So yeah, I work on reception and all the data and that. So yeah, I suppose it's like I'm doing a little bit. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it was actually quite exciting because we've been testing a vaccine and um, like it came out last week that it's uh, 89% um, effective with people who have like, who can't have the normal one. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it's quite exciting place to work. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So what, you know, what, what do the next, again, obviously, I guess it's COVID permitted, but what do the next six to 12 months look like for you? <laughs> what with COVID? <laughs> sat, <laughs> sat in my lounge with my washing around me. <laughs> okay, we have, we have no COVID. <laughs> okay, we have no COVID. Six to 12 months on, where are we? What's going on? Uh, um, I don't know really. What's going on? Holidays. A massive travel person so I want to see the world because it's one of the things that I regretted when I like was in hospital because I thought yeah. oh if I died like I haven't I've never gone to uni I've never traveled I've never done anything like that like I've been lucky to go on holidays like to America but I've never really traveled just to say I've never seen different cultures do you know what I mean yeah. so yeah probably traveling and that's literally about it I don't really have like any sort of long-term plans as to say but I think that's a side effect of hmm. being ill like I am very like impulsive you live, in, you live in the moment <laughs> yeah I do and sometimes that 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 backfires but because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like oh well I might not be here tomorrow so I can spend like a hundred quid on clothes like it's fine <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I'm like oh no still here <laughs> and yeah, it, it, it's better to regret the things that you've done than things that you didn't do yeah exactly yeah I don't know I think it's just trying to live a fulfilled life like trying to help where I can and just like self like improving my my own mind um yeah I'm just just trying to be as long as I am here like try and better myself like I don't yeah. think there's any harm in doing that no definitely um, and if, if yeah. you were to give if you were to, if you were to give somebody a piece of advice now that may be listening and they are maybe they're unwell maybe they have cancer or if they have you know a, another life-changing illness what pearl of wisdom would you give them um everything is temporary like everything in life any feeling any emotion so if you're sad like it's gonna end like eventually all feelings end and you get new ones and I think like when you actually think about that in depth it it kind of makes you 
enjoy the good times more and forget about the bad times because you know there's been days where like I've been in pain and agony for seven days straight and I used to sit there and be like oh my god this is never gonna end but it does end yeah and yeah I think another thing is just take things day by day like allow yourself to have bad days like just start again fresh isn't it next day so just take everything but I think that's something you can tell to anyone like everything is day by day it is but I think if you're in quite a vulnerable vulnerable position with with being unwell and I guess Mm. you know quite quite frightened words like that and especially coming from a survivor like yourself well a a sir thriver (laughs) thrive Survive. Um, yeah, I think those words do mean a hell of a lot more. I, I genuinely do. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> Give yourself some credit there. I know. I hate it. I hate it when everyone like when I get messages. I'm like, oh, you're an inspiration. I'm like, oh, oh, no, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. I don't know what to say. I think it's because when it to you it like you're still you do you know what I mean it's like you don't feel any different we do but you're not like I don't think yeah but I I suppose I see it because I think people are inspirational who like for other reasons so I suppose it's the same isn't it yeah definitely and you know like you said everyone is an inspiration and there's especially with sort of beating cancer and and beating an illness, people can take two paths following it. Mm. They can go through the self-sabotaging and, you know, why me? And they can just go down a dark path and battle those demons. Or they can take, you know, the path that you've taken. And like I said, Mm. whether or not you like it, you are inspiring people (laughs) by being open and honest. So yeah, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm glad like sometimes that obviously my story helps people. Um, I try and be real as possible. Um, but I'm not, you know, like I like I do like I suffer really bad with anxiety and depression, things like that. So it's not all like rainbows and butterflies, like I don't wake up and the birds start singing to me every day. <laughs> 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 not like Cinderella, do you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> Like it's still, it's still hard, but you know, I think you just, when you go through something a little bit like that, it just makes things. things uh, Yeah, exactly. And I think that sometimes like actually at work the other day, someone was like to me, I never stressed. And I was like, no, I was like, I don't get stressed. I can't, I literally can't be bothered. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's not even worth it. Barry, it's been an absolute pleasure having you <laughs> on today. And yeah, like I've been in awe literally listening to what you've been saying for the last half an hour. I genuinely think you are a true inspiration and an incredible person. I'm following you on Instagram and I'll put your details in the show notes. Mm. Is there any other information or anything that you kind of want to leave the listeners on or direct them to or yeah anything um, you end with yeah I suppose so um thank you so much for that that's so nice of you to say um <laughs> the only thing I would say is um so the type of cancer I had is really common um 
well, the bracket of cancer I had, I should say, is really common in um, young adults and um, yeah, in young adults. So I just wanted to obviously say the symptoms. Um, so the symptoms are, are extreme tiredness, night sweats, um, nausea, loss of weight and any swollen lymph nodes. Um, and not only my cancer, but it is so, so important that you do check yourself, um, whether you're man or female, um, because if you get diagnosed earlier, you have a better prognosis at the end of the day. Um, cancer is treatable when it's at its early stages. Um, so it's just really getting to know yourself and yeah, checking your, checking your bits, <laughs> checking your body, <laughs> all those all those things that I'm sure people do know about, but don't do, do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and yeah, I think that is so important. And mm. What a lovely way to end, <laughs> end the show. <laughs> the end so, the show would check your bits. Yeah. <laughs> sounds awful, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. So again, Barry, thank you so much for coming on. To you and to all the listeners, please stay safe and mind your fitness. Stay safe and mind your fitness.